What's up and welcome back to Coliseum Chats, episode 9. I have to start this off with an apology. I'm so sorry. It's been a lengthy wait between 8 and 9 and um, I've got a, I think I've got a good enough reason for it. So I'm a plumber by trade. Uh, my boss sends me out to a job at the wharf one day. And I had my tight pants on, tight like a tiger. And I was on a punt or a uh, like a yellow dinghy. And we had to work under the, the wharf. And as I was working away, I had to get up onto a, um, a slab of uh, like a massive hunk of wood. Um, I had to get up onto that and my tight pants didn't allow me to. And I had my phone in my pocket. So I took my phone out of my pocket and I tried to climb up. And as I was climbing up, the punt wobbled. Um, my workmate was rocking the boat, and I dropped my phone. As I went to try and kick it into the boat to save it, I actually booted it into the ocean. So, I've not had a recording device for a very long time. But that's all good. I thought nothing of it, I was like sweet as, ha ha, nobody will ring me and bug me and I'll be sweet and I'll get all my jobs done and I'll be fucking honky dory, but it, when it came time to um, log in to my uh, my apps and do my banking and fucking send emails and everything, you know, like everything was gone, I couldn't log in anywhere, my life was pretty much at the bottom of the ocean. So, I'm finally back. I sorted all my shit. I had to ring, I had to pay rent the other day for Night MMA, and I had to ring in and speak to somebody to get all my shit back up and running so I could do it on my own like a big boy. Now, when I phoned in, I got, um, Muhammad on the phone. Did you know Muhammad is the most uh, popular name in in the UK? How crazy is that for baby names? So, anyway, um, spoke to Muhammad, told him my story. He was laughing. He thought it was great. Um. And he got me up and running. So I'm back. I'm back with a vengeance. I feel like Batman. And we're going to smash the shit out. Now, so what's been happening? Oh my God. Heaps of shit's been happening. We have had uh, a surge in um, people getting their vaccines. People not getting their vaccines. We've had a traffic light system come into play. We've been lucky in the South Island. We've been having jiu-jitsu competitions and MMA fight nights. Um, it's been good. It's been good. We've been pushing the team. We, we're growing as a team. Um, we're all leveling up. It's 
it's fucking it's been amazing man we've been so lucky in the south island um yeah it's so uh not so long ago we had um competition uh all the young younger guys the youth teams that i help coach um brought home gold and golds i should say and um they did super well man i'm so proud of them um uh, likewise for the uh, adults, the, the seniors, you know, they, they went away and they did really good in their um, respected divisions as well. So I'm super proud of them, man. So, so over the moon for them. Uh, we went and had a grading with uh, Jose Gomez and uh, Carlson Gracie, the, the Carlson Gracie um, familiar, I suppose. And mum. Um, yeah, it was fucking mean as. We got to hang out together and we all had um, dinner and stuff like that. Um, and funny story, man, I, I didn't, um, I forgot to take my gi. Um, now, I didn't take my gi to start off with because I thought, nah, this is going to be cool. I'm going to see the kids grade. Rah, rah. It wasn't until I got to Queenstown that I was like, fuck, I forgot my gi, you know. Um, but, uh I didn't forget my protein powder and my, and my Mexican supplements. Um, I, I managed to load them in my bag and um, sneak them through the border, but I forgot my gi. So on the day, I borrowed uh, Ricky's gi, and um, me and Phil, um, Phil, Phil, I don't do um, warm-ups because one day I'm going to be a purple belt. Lamb um, lent me his belt that I lent him. So it kind of snubs it out, Phil, bro. You lent me your belt, but it was mine. I'd lent you that because you always show up to training and you don't have a belt, right? And um, I have two. I have two blue belts in my bag. Yeah, so I always, you know this, I always lend you my spare belt, knowing you're not going to bring your belt, yeah? And on the day, you brought my spare belt with your gi. What the fuck, bro? So you've lost your original belt. I'm just saying it. So not only do you miss or you snub warm-ups, you also lost your original belt. So the belt we that I share with you doesn't have any stripes on it. So I I think you should be demoted to just a straight blue again because it's not fair, bro. It's not right. Come on, brother. Bloody electricians. So anyway... <laughs> Phil lent me the belt that I lent him. Ricky lent me his gi, which is a size bit bigger than me, me and my skinny fucking frame. Um, and we managed to pull it off, so it was all good. Um, super stoked, man. Um, mostly because our coach Ricky um, attained his purple belt. He's leveled up. He's gone to purple belt. Um, that's excellent for our club. Yes, it's brilliant for us, but it's fucking amazing for Ricky. So I'm stoked for him, man. Well done, Rick. So um, our other guys, we, we got a couple, you know, there's a couple of us that got um, a couple of stripes and um, uh, young Jeremy got three stripes on his white, so he's a four-stripe white now. So next one he does is, He's going to blue. Um, so it was awesome to see that. What I loved the most, man, was um, was that 
uh, nobody knows us. Not, not everyone at those clubs know us, you know. We did this big joint um, Carlson Gracie grading, and there's only a bunch of them that know who we are. Um, and um, I get... Uh, I'm flattered when people come up to me and they go, Wayne, how are you going, bro? Like, it's it's flattering. It's like, wow, oh, oh shit, he knows who I am. You know, and uh, I had a few brown belts picking my brains about MMA and um, anyone that knows me, as soon as you start talking MMA, I, I get bloody deer in the headlights, my eyes go massive and, and I start just rattling off shit. I don't shut up. So it was awesome, man. Like, I was overwhelmed and flattered by these guys that are, are legends, man, like asking me, what would you do here? How would you do this? These are brown belts. I'm like, holy fuck, man. I should be asking you that, you know? So I was, um, yeah, I was really overwhelmed and felt humbled by it. And um, uh, Yeah, so super proud of our team, man. We had a great night. Um, we had a great uh, trip down there. Um, we were all knackered the day coming back, um, and I th- I feel we conducted ourselves um, respectfully, and um, it was nice. It's it's a nice feeling to know that you know we're not going down there making a fucking fool of ourselves um, and making ourselves look stupid. Um, one thing I did touch on though is that, yeah, I forgot my gi. I forgot my gi. I was a fucking idiot. All right. Um, as I said though, right at the start, I went down thinking the kids are grading. I'll, um, I'm only there for the kids. I want to show my support for them and the guys that are grading, like the boys that have put the efforts in for the competition and, and the girls competitions that they've done. Um, and uh, the trainings that they've been enduring and you know and, and going hard at and because I had my knee up I, d- I didn't expect anything man like I was um, I was stoked to get my uh, stripe at the start of the year um, or at the sorry the the last grading that was just after my knee up um, and I'll always look at that first stripe on my blue as that was my coaching stripe that was the stripe I got for um, being there for the kids after my knee up and, and running them through takedowns and um, getting them, um, you know, getting them focused for the next comps and stuff like that. So I've always looked at that that first stripe on my blue as that, as a coaching stripe, you know. So super proud of the team. Um, but I can't help but feel that uh, not just our team, but some of the others kind of expect to get graded. Um, well, I started, oh, I've done karate and everything when I was younger, and no disrespect, but you, you tend to grade, unless you've got a coach that's that's hard on you, that, that pushes you hard. Like um, Trevor Williams is not, one judo coach or um, judo sensei to just give out belts like he doesn't fucking just give them out man you have to earn it and um, same with um, you know like talking to Gaz Dello in that um, podcast it sounded like he didn't get shit for free you know 
And I can't help but think that sometimes there's some people out there that think that, oh, I'm going to grade and I'm going to get this and I'm going to do that. Um, you shouldn't expect that shit, man. Spe- especially with jiu-jitsu. Especially with Brazilian jiu-jitsu. I don't think you should um, expect anything. Um, jiu-jitsu is that game where you, it's like that, partner the girlfriend or the boyfriend that you give lots to but they don't give anything back you know until until it's like the right right moment um you have to put in for jujitsu you just got to the mats don't lie man you gotta you've got to work hard and um we're all gonna be broken we're all gonna have injuries you know um but it's the the perseverance of showing up every training, putting putting in the hard yards, being there for your teammates, being there for the kids, um, being a like, you know, being a, ro- a role model for the kids is my biggest thing. You know, I've never gone in the gym and thrown my toys around or fucking made a made a point of showing that everyone I'm here, you know, and I'm in a bad mood. I've never done that. My gym um, has always been my um, my release. It's always been my escape from the real world, you know. So, and like I'm saying with jujitsu, man, you, you've just got to put in the hard yards. Don't expect anything, and things will come, you know. Uh, I love hearing these these stories of um, of people that are now black belts that that were they they were white belts and they got smashed at competitions and then they started winning and then they were blue belts and then they got smashed at competitions and then they started winning and then they were, you know so on so on purple brown and black um and I love hearing these success stories um and I love hearing the the humility around it the people being humble about it you know when you lose it's not because you got a fucked shoulder. It's not because your fucking knee's sore. You're lost. All right? You shake the other person's hand. You give them a hug. You say, well done, bro. That was fucking snappy as. That was real quick. You know, well done. You got me there. And you talk about it. You debrief on it. You don't fucking tell everyone that you only lost because your fucking knee's sore. You know? That's a shit way out. That's coward's way out. And it's not jujitsu. All right? In modern day martial arts, MMA, Jiu-Jitsu, K1, uh, kickboxing, Muay Thai, yeah, Judo. If you come second in that competition, in that fight, in that match, you will not get the pity vote. You will not get people coming up to you going, oh, are you alright? Because they don't give a shit, bro. So if you come second, high five them, give them a hug and say, sure, bro. A lot of MMA fights nowadays are like the night before, they're like, fuck you, man, I'm going to kick your ass. And then in the cage, they don't touch gloves because it's like, ooh, this is going to be big. Yeah. And then after the fight, they're fucking hugging each other, saying thank you so much for the opportunity. Yeah. It doesn't matter if you... um come first it doesn't matter if you come second 
if you, if you do come second, nobody gives a shit. Nobody wants to see you fucking feeling sorry for yourself and getting the pity vote. Nobody wants that. Yeah? They want you to go, fuck, man, that was mean ass. Yeah? Especially the promoters. The promoters don't want to hear your fucking sob story about why you lost. They don't want to hear that. They're not going to, definitely not going to come up to you and give you a cuddle and say, never mind. Next time, eh? All right? Trust me. I've lost more fights than I've won. Yeah, and I've lost more Jits matches than I've won. And I can tell you straight away, no one gives a fuck. <laughs> so, stop the pity shit, yeah? Nobody's going to, oh, he only lost because he's got a fucking bad knee. Nah, bro, I lost. I fucking lost. That guy there, he beat me. Yeah, I'll take it on the chin. All right? Um, the reason why my mindset's like that is because at the, at the end of the day, I still entered that competition. I signed my name on the paper saying, I, I agree, this is a martial art, this is going to hurt tomorrow. All right? If you fucking go into a competition like I did, uh, the last King of the South that I did, and you tape your knee on, if you're taping your leg on, like it's a fucking prosthetic limb, then ugh, be be aware, man. If you lose and you're in pain, that's on you. All right? You can't blame your fucking... Um, uh, you can't blame uh, the, the reason you lost is because, you know, that's like saying... That's like saying... Um, the only reason why uh, I lost today is because um, I'm injured. And hadn't I been injured, I'd have fucked those guys up. Like, how fucking much of a ball bag are you to enter a competition if you're injured anyway? And then play on it afterwards. You knew you are injured. You shouldn't have entered. Walk away with your head high. Yeah, you did your best. You still entered. You did more than the fat guy on the couch eating crisps saying that he's fucking, he'll never go to the ground. Stand him up, ref, this is boring. You did way more than that fella. So um, stop with the pity shit, yeah? We don't feel sorry for you, all right? You don't need to stand there fucking with a, with a sad face emoji because you come second. You got beat. Who cares? Fucking move on. Next competition. Right, another thing I want to um, just quickly, uh, quickly, quickly, just um, quickly mention is uh, having accountability, man, for yourself. If you suck at long distance running, or you can't, or whatever, you've got shit cardio, the only way to beat it is to um, practice it, okay? If you're no good at cardio, if you you don't have you've, you've got shite cardio and you can't do anything, the only way you're going to beat it, man, is to get better at it. So start somewhere small, you know, like um, jump on the fucking um, stationary bike or grab a skipping rope and start small. Do two minutes, yeah, and build on that, build on that, and build on that until you you're fucking doing. An hour of skipping, you know, just just do it. Yeah, accountability. If you are in a weight bracket that doesn't suit you, 
and you want to get out of that weight bracket because every time you're there you get smashed, that is not on me as a coach for you to um, to help you there. I will help you in the way of your technique and um, your, I will help you with your cardio. Fuck, if you want help with your cardio, hit me up, man, and me and you will do cardio. But I will help you um, with a good strength and conditioning program. Um, and I'll give you some helpful hints that way, right? Um, I'll give you the technique you need for fighting and, um, yeah, and basics. I had a coach at school that used to say, fundamentals win basketball games, all right? Mr. Armstrong, I still remember that shit, man. So, um, and he's right. I'll give you all the fundamentals you need to to have a fight, yeah, and to get um, fight ready. But I can't tell you what to eat because I've tried that and people don't listen and they keep eating the shit they want to eat anyway. So I'm not going to tell you what to eat because um, that's a joke. That is you. That is all on you, yeah. If you're telling people that, um, you know, Wayne's going to let me fight, when I'm in this weight division, yeah, then it's never going to happen. I'm telling you that now. Don't go telling, don't go putting that on me. I am not the boss of when you fight. You are. All right. So if you're in the in a weight division that you don't want to be in, and I don't want you to be in, don't put that on me, man. Because it's like saying, how long's a piece of string? Or when do you want to fight again? Because it's not going to happen anytime soon. You're not putting the, the graft in. You're not doing anything extra out of there, out of thing, uh, out of the gym, sorry. And, um, you know, all these people that say they're on the keto and they're on the this, that, and the other, you're on the fucking gobshite. That's what you're on. You need to stop talking fucking shite, bro. It's not right. So stop telling people that I'm going to let you fight when you're this weight or that weight or whatever the fuck you're saying. Because it's not up to me, it's up to you, okay? I'm not the bad guy, because I'm chasing my own shit as well, so. Um, accountability, man. It's accountability. I can't be there if you, you know, you want to come live with me and we'll we'll do what I do. I bet you won't last. So, and that's half the half the boys and the, and the girls in the um, blue belt that we've got um, jujitsu-wise. Like I'm, don't forget, I'm doing jits and kickboxing and MMA. So my my week's pretty full. Um, but if you, you know, you want a good push and you want somebody to to direct you in the way of what I do, as a 38 year old. Um, and you know some of my closest mates that are fucking in their 40s and they're shredded. Right, um, come on board. I bet you you won't last. So accountability is the biggest thing you can do for yourself, man. You've got to stop listening to that voice that says, I can't. And you just got to say, well, I can if I chip at it. And then one day, holy fuck. But like me running 5Ks, the most I ever ran, like the biggest run I ever did was with Chucky that day. And we went through the scenic and he went up a goat track. It was like I was running up fucking Mount Cook with no ice or uh, snow gear on. It was fucking shit house. It was absolute shit because I'd never done 10Ks before. Ever. 
never did 10Ks before. And I wish, I've told Chucky this, I wish I'd go back in time and listen to my dad when he used to say, you need to run the pavement, mate. You need to get out there and run. I wish I'd have done that. Because I'd be fucking way fitter than what I was at high school. You know? used to do the beep test. I used to get over level 13 in the beep test. How fucking more would I have done if I'd, I had that stamina from running? Yeah? And it's not just the stamina. It's the conditioning of your legs hitting the pavement. Your feet fucking one after the other and your muscles all jolting as they're, as you're running down the road. You know, you got the ones that go, oh, but it's bad for your knees and it's bad for... So sugar, bro. Yeah, so is KFC. Well, just go and have a bucket then. Just go have a fucking another bucket of KFC. And let's not worry about the running thing. <laughs> All right, and we'll blame everyone else. We'll blame, we'll blame Coach Wayne for me being this big. So, come on. Accountability, guys. Uh, oh, well, anyway. So, what's going on with this traffic light system? The traffic light system is basically this. When it's red, we're fucked, okay? You can't go anywhere. You can't do anything. You can't breathe loudly. You can't do shit, all right? Um, obviously, we'd have to um, sign in everywhere we go on our phones on the COVID bloody tracer app. Um, we've all got... Um, well, we should have these vaccine passports now. And um, if you don't have a vaccine passport, you're judged. And if you do have one, you're judged because you're a goody two-shoes motherfucker. So um, if, you're in the, if we're in the orange zone like we are right now, we're pretty much free to go everywhere. We can do whatever we want. And fucking, as again, we have to sign in everywhere. We have to wear a mask. Um... But we're able to go to the gyms and we're able to do this, that and the other and go shopping and blah, blah, blah. With less um, restrictions than red. Oh, also on red. Um, if your town is in red, you've got to prove that you um, don't have COVID symptoms. Um, you've got to have a negative test um, show up, a result show up. And you're not allowed to fucking go anywhere unless it's proven positive or something. Oh, that, yeah, sorry. That it is negative. So it's positively negative. <laughs> if that makes any sense. Um, yeah. And if it's green, which we'll never see, boys and girls, <laughs> um, pretty much you've, you're allowed to go into supermarkets naked and all sorts of shit, no masks. So <laughs> that's your traffic light system. Summed up by me, Wayne Knuckles Knight. Um... It's it's a, it's a hard it's a hard thing to get a grasp of right now. Uh, we've got people <laughs> going online saying like it was a dark day, it's New Zealand's darkest day. You know what? I could probably imagine there's been fucking people die because of their colour of the skin, uh, and that being a darker day than than what Friday brought. But um. Yeah, I don't know, man. Like, we get involved, you know. It's 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 a hard subject to talk about because we're telling people to wake up and, and we need our freedom and we need our rights and rah, rah, rah. Um, you're dead right. We, we do. We need our freedom and we need our rights and um, we can't have people telling us what to do. Now, I, 
I've got the vaccines. I had my jabs and I've got the passport and everything like that. Had it had been like, right, we're going to roll this out and we're going to give it to our kids first, I would probably be like, you know what, fuck you, man. No, you're not. Because those are my kids. Yeah. But because I'm the test pig and the oh, the guinea pig and the, the, the test dummy, I should have said, um, then, yeah, so be it. Let's let's see what happens. Um, I'm also at a, I no, blow my own fucking trumpet, but I'm at a fitness level where I could probably get rid of COVID as fast as I got it. Yeah. Um, and people like Chucky at the gym, they, they want it. They want to see how fast they can get rid of it. Joe Rogan smoked it, man. Dana White's got it. You know, he's going to smoke it too. He's going to get rid of it real quick. Um, it's weird. It's a weird situation. Yes, I've got my jabs. Yes, I don't agree with how, <coughs> excuse me, how they um, conducted the whole thing. Like, uh, if you don't have your jabs, you, you can't be employed. And, you know, some of that is bollocks, man. Like, that is fucking terrible. I agree. It's fucking bollocks. Yeah. But at the same time, they're saying things like, Four billion people died of fucking. I'm making that number up, by the way, of um COVID this year, yeah. Um, but nobody's dying of cancer anymore. Nobody's dying of fucking like malaria. We're all dying of just COVID. It's the only thing that's killing people right now. Some old guy had a heart attack in the fucking restaurant, and they said it was COVID. You know, what if he choked on a fucking bit of steak, man? <laughs> It'd still be COVID. So I'm all for the jabs. But I'm not for how they've conducted it. It's bollocks. The government basically said it is your choice. It is your choice whether you get the jabs or not. It is totally up to you. And then they said, but if you don't get them, you can't come and hang out with us at lunchtime. <laughs> and that is the segregation part. It's fucking bollocks. I agree. But I also don't agree with people fear-mongering because that's what you're doing. You're fear-mongering. You know, people are um, arguing with scientists. And I'm not saying scientists know everything because they don't. Because they once fucking said that dinosaurs were this many years old and they're only saying now that they're not. They're actually fucking older. So scientists don't know shit either, yeah? They put this fucking flu in our bodies like they've done the flu jab every year because that's all it is, you know? And, um, oh, man, I don't know. By the itchiness I get from when I walk past the fridge and the magnet goes off in the in the chip that I've got on my arm, by that happening, I'm fine. I'm sweet ass. I'm alive. Holy shit. You know, we've gone from fucking wanking on on Facebook to wanking on and everything. Instagram, Facebook. <laughs> I don't know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry if I'm upsetting you. I just let people be, man. You know, it's shit having to turn people away because they don't have their, their vaccines, especially gyms. 
it shouldn't be mandatory that we get our jabs. It should be mandatory that we're not allowed to smoke anymore. It should be mandatory that KFC and McDonald's is a fucking treat, not a daily fucking, you know, menu. It shouldn't be on the menu every day. Like, come on, guys. It should be mandatory that we're working out at the gyms. Gyms should get a fucking, uh, like a, some sort of supplement from the government for keeping people f bloody from shooting people, you know, from losing their shit and fucking stabbing someone in, in the aisle at the supermarket because the bitch at fucking self-service here in Timaru <laughs> wants you to stand back two metres every time you, something goes wrong with the self-service scanner. You know, like, oh, can you see why... Um, like the guy years and years ago um, shot up IRD or shot up wins, walked in there and shot people to death because, like, we need the mental health in this country is terrible, man. And we need outlets. And for a lot of people, the gym is the outlet. The gym is what's keeping us from thinking about fucking Baycorp and um, Bill's. The gym helps us get away. It's our escape. So we should be worried about that shit. We should have scientists telling us, hey, if you can run 20Ks, you've got a really good chance of not getting fucking COVID because you're super fit and it'll come in your body and out the other end pretty quick. Yeah. Um, I was talking to a mate about it. I was like, I just don't get how they are not. Why is it they tested it on elders, elderly people first? They tested on elderly people first because if they die, then no, it, like it's no fucking strain on the government. If all the working class people died, if all the people that are in jobs right now died, the government, like, we'd have no money coming in, man. Yeah? And our kids, our kids didn't get it because they're already immune. How are they fucking already immune? Well, one of the mates said they're already immune because their uh, hearts beat so much faster, more faster, and the blood goes around the body faster, and they get over sicknesses faster. And I was like, okay, all right, that makes a little bit of sense, okay? But if it's so important, you know, why isn't everyone getting it? Because not everyone needs it, okay? Only the working class and they tested it on the elderly first, because if they die, like I said, they don't have to pay the fucking payouts, the benefits of the um, your pension every week. So they tested the old fogies first. Alright? So. Uh, I don't know. It's just the way the world is going at the moment. It's the way we all, we're heading, you know, we're heading for another um shite part of this of this human race uh, a guy says that I worked I, I suffered so that you could have stuff and then your kids will be um, looked after pretty much and it's going back to the suffering stage again we will suffer so that our kids are all good and then their kids will have everything they want, yeah, and it'll be their kids that suffer, and so on, and so on, and so on, so I don't know, I'm not Auntie Cindy, I don't know the answers, I'm not that Ashley 
bloody gobshite. I don't know the answers. But I do have my jabs. I do have a vax passport. I can go here, there and everywhere. And um, get treated better than the ones that don't have their vaccines. <laughs> I don't know. Just be kind, New Zealand.